0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Wrap. Part two here on NRM Streamcast, live from the Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Part two, we are live on the net. We are live on your TVs, anywhere else. You're getting a podcast as well, video videocast, a streamcast. That's what we are, NRM Streamcast. Our phone number, 844-999-9249. You can feel free to call in, Clarence Black and myself here for the next half hour with you. Dan Dickerson is going to join us, the Tigers play-by-play voice, who is home, locked in his home, as we all are right now. But we're trying to bring you out and give you the best entertainment that we can and keep you up to date (laughs) on this uh, coronavirus. Use so the hashtag is, Hey19, yeah. Hey nineteen H <laughs> E Y one nine on social media and we could read your text right so here. So listen,
1: our buddy Richard Schumacher on Twitter, man, yeah. uh, hit up hit up me, you, Freddy the Pizza Man says any truth to the rumor that the At Lions are formally changing their name to the Detroit Expatriates. Oh
0: yeah, I did say that. <laughs> Good one, Rich. I think we gotta come up with a better name than the Expatriots. But the we expats. we kinda know what's going on. Oh
1: man, we are the expats.
0: Yeah, we are. We're something. Because uh, we just had Michael Rothstein on, as you heard in our last uh, our last edition, we didn't get a chance to talk about Nick Foles, who was signing. They traded Nick Foles. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are going with Gardner Minshew, and I love Gardner Minshew. So they trade a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Nick Foles, to the Chicago Bears for a fourth round draft pick.
1: Listen, that was so. That was what I was looking for. Now my I, Bears I said-
0: family. My Bears man, Jason Jerzyk, he's a Bears maniac. He hates the deal.
1: Why? Why would you? Why would you? All he, you have is a guy. He's
0: not a fan
1: of of, of Foles. Look, Nick Foles thinks gonna, he's a one trick pony. But all you need is a one. All you the trick that you need is don't turn the ball over, and don't hurt us, which he won't do. That defense is win now. So <clears throat> think about what we were talking about with with Mike, right? We we're talking about you know, like where where is your talent? The Bears' talent is firmly on the defensive side no of the football so you bring in a problem with Trubisky was Trubisky was backing him up keeping the defense on the field he was a train wreck Foles is the adult in the room when he's healthy when he's healthy Foles right. is the adult in the room I mean he right? got hurt on the first series first series bro
0: of last year on his first I mean they, yeah. they signed him to a, a they, they gave him a lot of money yeah. he left the Eagles at not, the I'm at not, Super
1: I'm I am not arguing the Gardner meant you got it young you you feel like you got a young guy at the helm that you're going to roll with for some years. Man, I got it. The Bears need an adult. That's what I've been saying. The Chicago Bears are the sleeping giant because that defense can play with anybody. All they need is somebody that can be the adult in the room behind quarterback. Trubisky was like a 13-year-old kid with a Ferrari. He, <laughs> he didn't was. know what to do with it, man. He was. And he you looked, know what Nick he, Foles is? He looked Nick, nervous. Nick Foles is a 50-year-old, you know, he can see the horizon. He's a fifty-year-old with a nice Buick SUV. That's it. He's got a got a, a button-down. Got him at a Buick. Huh? He's got some nice Brooks Brothers. Some Brooks Brothers on this, some kicks. Nice, nice button-down slacks. Our
0: pizza uh, cards right there. Our Spivax cards. Yeah, for that? Man, take one out. Is, does he is
1: he wearing that shirt? Oh yeah, the uh, the the banker's collar. Is He wearing a banker's. collar Yes, no. Collar he, shirt? he does not look like look Slippery like Peep? Slippery Pete. All right, who don't buy anything from Slippery? I'm joking. You know, buy something from Slippery Pete. It all sorts from Pete. Hey man, um, no man. He is the adult. He he's Nick Foles is a guy. You know what? Hey, Uncle Nick's gonna watch you. Mom and Dad are going away. He's gonna watch your kids. Yeah, he's gonna watch your kids.
0: So Nick Foles to That's the Chicago Bears for a fourth round pick. So here are your quarterbacks now. You've got Matthew Stafford. You have got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Nick Foles. And you have Kirk Cousins. That's your NFC Central slash NFC
1: North Can you imagine quarterbacks. Imagine how scary it would have been if the Bridgewater. I still don't haven't heard the word on why the Bridgewater deal didn't happen. But well, he phew. went to
0: the Panthers. Yeah, you know. but he was working with the
1: Bears. I mean, the Bears were, in the Bears, right. were in the Bears were in the driver's seat. You're right. The Bears and were and in the driver's seat. However, that fell apart. But man, could you imagine hey. Stafford, Rodgers, Cousins, Bridgewater? I mean, and look at the South. Oh my God, Brady, Breeze, Ryan, Bri- uh, Bridgewater. Wow.
0: I just like Brady there with the uh, with the Buccaneers. Nightmare. I really I could finally root for the guy. Haven't rooted for yeah. him since uh, the Orange Bowl when the Wolverines beat Alabama. That was the last time I rooted for Tom Brady. A guy I always root for is like one of my best buds. Number 1 geek in town. It's uh Dan Dickerson, the voice of the Tigers and uh he's gl- nice enough to join us here on the rap. Tom Mazzaway, Clarence Black. Hey Danny, how are you, kid? good how are you guys we're mr, mr.
1: D, so what are you doing that we're asking everybody what are uh, what are you doing to pass the time are you getting stir crazy or what are you doing um I don't know it's a variety of things I trying to uh, write down
2: some thoughts about where we were when the season stopped so if we ever get it started again then I'll kind of have a fresh recollection of you know where we were and the decisions that still had to be made so some work related stuff and and just trying to you know see what organizations need
1: help. You you've been a, you know? I, and I'm not dating you, Mister D. We're all fans of yours, man. But is is this by far the weirdest, oddest thing you've you've ever been to in your years of broadcasting? How about oh, life?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, means life exactly. No question about it. I mean, in our last broadcast on Thursday there was actually a game going on, but I don't remember anything about it because we were in you know real time. We're tracking the events as they unfolded and we went from one day people not thinking that anything would be impacted to being shut down by three o'clock the next day and we were trying to you know broadcast the game and try to track it at the same time it was a kind of a surreal afternoon
0: unbelievable dan dickerson joins us here tigers broadcaster of course the play-by-play voice on radio for how many years now danny
2: 21 years wow
0: 21 years. I'm glad I got to get down to spring training, watch a couple of games with you, and have a good time down there. It doesn't look like I'm going to get back to Florida anytime soon, huh, Dan? Looks like we're stuck. No,
2: no, it it certainly doesn't. And it's just, uh, you know, you read all the different scenarios, and it's uh, uh, it's just, I think, you know, you have to think about how do you redo the schedule. I mean, you I'm sure they're kicking around all these scenarios, but you've got to get the schedule makers involved, I would think. Uh, I mean, just think of one small snippet. If you start June 1st, say, and right now that's probably as early as you're going to start. At that point, the schedule would have had the Tigers playing the Indians 13 times and the White Sox zero. (laughs) So you can't, I don't think, you can't just say, let's just start the season from where we." the schedule said we would be on June 1st. It seems to me... When you have something like that and you're trying to determine division winners, that you would have to rework the schedule at least maybe in some subtle ways so that you're not playing the White Sox 19 times in a 105-game sure. schedule and the Indian six times.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I
2: know, Is it
1: possible to example. redo it?
0: Yeah. Can you redo it? Can you scrap it and redo a schedule?
2: I don't know. It's, it's so complicated. I mean, My, my guess would be – There'd be a lot of issues that, that you would probably have to tweak the existing schedule because when the schedule makers put their schedule together, it's the summer before. It's usually done by August or September of the year before, right? So that and there are so many X factors that they get from every team. You know, the the stadium's not available on this date because we're going to have a concert, or we don't want to be home on this date because there's this event going on in the city. I mean, there are lots of factors that go into every single scheduling of a series. So in other words, if you reworked it and suddenly you've got the Giants on the road this particular weekend instead of at home, it just might not work. And then if that doesn't work, then you can't maybe jiggle and rejigger the you know the rest of the schedule for the division that day. So there's so many considerations. I have no idea if that's practical, uh, but I would think the schedule makers are pretty darn good. I would think they could make it work, but I really think they're going to have to think about not just picking it up where the schedule says, but to make it fair for everybody in their own division, you're going to have to uh, at least tweak it.
1: So, Dan, we're talking to Dan Dickerson, voice of the Tigers here on Amazon and Friends on NRM Streamcast, Dan. So, one of the things that jumped out at me right away, not just the losing of um, you know college and high school baseball, which I, I'm a huge fan of, but you know minor leaguers don't make that much. Uh, what, what if anything have you heard? They don't make any. Are going to be is going to be in play to help some of those minor leaguers who were dependent on the peanuts just to kind of just to get by. Now there's right. nothing.
2: Now there's nothing. They can't really go get jobs because there aren't jobs to be had, and uh, they've got to maintain themselves in some kind of playing shape for when the season does resume and get started finally. Um, and I've seen that some teams are already putting some plans in place, but I think for in baseball, for baseball's long term uh, good health. Uh, they have to figure out ways to at least support their minor leaguers somehow financially so that, um, you know, uh, otherwise uh, guys just may walk away from the game for good. And, and you and you don't want that, but that's the choice that I think some are going to be faced with the longer this goes on. So I, I know that uh, some teams are, are extending their uh, spring training uh, per diems, which are, which are pretty good. I mean, until, you know, March 24th or 5th, but then the, uh, I would think there'd have to be some discussion about how do we how do we help these guys so that when we resume, they're not all, you know, gone or the, a, a large chunk of them aren't gone because they had to they had to find something else to, well, to
1: make a living. Well, then I know that the other thing was that some of the seniors were saying, like, you know, as much as I'd love to get to get drafted and you know spend July and August in the minors, like I, I may have to take the NCAA offer and come back just because, at the very least, I know I can get a year out of of, of school paid for, but. I mean, this is just. I mean, if you're if you're one of the college seniors, I don't. I mean, that is just. That's a crazy pickle to be in for some of these seniors that got to figure out. Do I? I mean, if I'm drafted, do I take do I take that or do I come back to school? Right,
2: and juniors as well because most of the good players are coming out as juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still have the draft? Yeah, <laughs> in early June, I guess. That would, would that
0: kill Lynn kind of Henning if we didn't have the draft. It yeah. would kill
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Tigers have said they've seen enough of these guys, but I'm sure there are a lot of scouts out there saying, man, I would have loved to have seen this guy. Not just talking about the 1-1, but it, the, the later rounds. I mean, I would have loved to have seen this guy a few more times. and There certainly would have been a lot of scouting going on, and probably that top 10 would have changed quite a bit in the weeks leading up to the draft. And we were still two months, three months uh, away from the draft. So uh, a lot would have changed because it certainly did the last time the Tigers
0: had a 1-1 pick.
2: Uh but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues. You're right. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of issues and uh, juniors and seniors.
0: Dan Dickerson joins us here on The Wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black. Uh, now, Dan, in a perfect world, we'd always sit around. Baseball season's about to start. And I'm I'm one. I always want the DH in both leagues. So I think it's, it's silly to not have the DH in both leagues. Another thing I think is silly is, playing 162 games. I'm just not a fan of it. I never really I never was. I think it's too long. People lose interest in the mid-season as you know, August dog days, all of that kind of stuff. I always wanted like 145, 150 games max anyway. So, you come back in June. Now, 120 games, I think, should be the max.
2: I think June 1st, every team would have about 105 left on the schedule. That's what I read.
0: Okay. So, do you like that?
2: Oh, I think it'd be a grilling season.
0: Yeah, it would be <laughs> unbelievable.
2: The 105 game sprint. It's a as much sprint. As you, can. you know, let's quit the talk about let's use the off days to make up games. No, 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 no. Players still need off days. Maybe yes. you scrap the all star game if it's too late. Correct. But, I mean, still, uh, you're not going to eliminate every off day. 105 games are still going to need rest. You know, if you're down to a 60 game schedule, maybe then you don't need as many off days. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, Tommy. And you know, I know the owners want 162 for revenue and everything else. I get that it's boring, but I think this might this might show us that a shortened season, whatever the yeah. number is, yeah, uh, can be thrilling in its own way. And uh, maybe you know, if you're getting closer to an 81 game schedule, say try to play half. Uh, i I've, I've always kind of liked the idea of, of doing what the minor leagues do, at least some levels of the minor leagues, the split season, which is kind of Kind of fun. Uh, I like that idea. I think it could really create a, a ton of interest beyond adding a second wild card or a third wild card, which they're
0: talking about. A so, split season, uh, man. Yes,
2: yeah, so imagine. We might learn something from this. We the, might.
0: The Cardinals might not like that, Dan. Right. If you remember back in 1981, the Cardinals with the best record had in best both overall. halves and not getting in.
2: Well, I mean, you could certainly you could certainly make a rule that if he had the most wins. <laughs> you some we could find a place for you the wild card and that seems Crazy. pretty reasonable yeah
0: <laughs> i love it man you know what it's why we love football i think it's football is a you know you got to win you got 16 now 17 yeah. games to play soon to be 18 but that's uh you know to have baseball shrink their season down like that it would make it okay. so much more fun and more playoffs oh, in just, better weather
2: yeah i just hope we get to play i mean i'm i'm still hoping we will and it's just going to be obviously we're just all going to have to be flexible and understand you know that this is going to go on for a while but okay you know how do we the biggest thing to me is how do we figure out when to allow public large public gatherings again That's, right that is not an easy answer.
0: no we're far <laughs> away from, from that i think answer. i think we're far away I do from think, that
2: you know when we get back to the short of the season i think they should get creative with the playoffs and Maybe this will lead us to something uh, better for the postseason. You know, they're already talking about changes uh, before this season that might have started in the next two years. Uh, I think you're going to have to get creative with the postseason in a shortened season. And maybe it it a round-robin format. And uh, maybe there's a, I don't know, uh, maybe there's a neutral site for the World Series so that you can play in the mid-November and not worry about playing a a game November 13th in uh, Cleveland or something. That's cool. All things are on the table to me. Uh, neutral site for a world series. If it allows you to, you know, have a little longer season as as somebody made the point the other day on CBS sports, outlining scenarios, some baseball is better than no baseball. So whatever it is, unless you're down to, you know, a 30 game schedule, let's figure out how to be creative with whatever we have to work with, you know, whenever we're allowed to restart. And uh, I'm sure they're thinking of all kinds of scenarios, but I've seen some really creative ideas. And I think, certainly you have to consider anything that makes that makes sense.
0: No doubt. Dan, can you hold through a quick break with us? Sure. Awesome. Dan Dickerson joining us. When we come back, I want to talk about possibly closing out which could be the biggest event ever to not being played, and it's yeah. the Olympics. Olympics. I want to talk about that and what it would do to our country and all the other countries as well. Keep it here on The Wrap. Tom Asaway Clarence Black, Dan Dickerson back here
1: right after this. This is Jimmy King and Terry Foster of King & Foster, only on NRM Streamcast. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Big Horn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more! Hey, we're Joe and Sarah.
0: From Pop That
1: Culture. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it is a show where we talk about uh, pop culture. Only the freshest pop culture.
0: Uh Really?
1: Well, I mean, it might be a couple days old. I don't know.
0: Save a couple dollars.
1: Yeah, you can watch Mm. us at noon, and then if you watch us at another time, then that's not so fresh.
0: And we're back here on The Wrap. Tom Asaway, Clarence Black, joined by Dan Dickerson in the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Our number, 844-999-9249. As we're live here on NRM Streamcast, use the uh, hashtag, Hey19, on social media, H-E-Y19, and we'll read uh, your texts and comments here. And, Dan, we uh, before the break, we talked about... And Clarence and I were talking about this on the way in and he knows a hell of a lot more about this than than I do and I know you know quite a bit about <laughs> about our government how it works uh the governments around the country and god man if the olympics get canceled and uh, you got to think they're going to be canceled yeah it's going to cripple cripple japan and all the other teams. Uh, I mean it's it's in yeah, tokyo the,
1: the economic impact of and a, a friend of mine a, you know pointed me to an article and it was saying that cuz I said man why why are they still? Why won't they give up the ghost and just and just say, "Hey, you're going to cancel this thing"? Some of the some of the athletes and some of the lesser known sports have said, "Listen, I'm not going. If even if they play it, I'm not going. I'm not ready to go." Like a lot of the the athletes here are just saying, "Like, look, I need to. I plan on not working. I I, I plan for Tokyo." There is no way, especially when the president is talking about how long this is going to last, they're going to pull this off. And so one of the things a buddy of mine was saying was if if you look at the ramifications, especially with the amount of debt that was sunk into building these facilities and building these structures, if mm-hmm. the minute you say we're not going to have the Olympics in Tokyo, then that then all of those financiers can call that Put debt their immediately out. and say – how are you paying this back? Because a lot of it was built on the, on the assumption of being able to recoup the costs from the attendance and the sponsorships and everything else. If that doesn't happen now, he was saying you could have a debt call and there's no, there's no way to pay it back, which can right. create a, which could create, could create a tailspin.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you say, well, we're going to try to have it next year, you know, at the same time next year. And, doesn't solve the problem that
0: you're, that you're outlining. Dan Dickerson joins us here on the wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black. Uh, this has never happened, obviously, in, in our in our lifetime. But an Olympics that these athletes have been training for their whole life—they spend a lot of money uh, to to get this training in—and for them to not be able to to, to do anything at this point, it—I don't know how how you think it would affect everything, Dan. No, oh,
2: I just I can't even imagine. I mean. Yeah, I mean, a lot of athletes get sponsors, right, and to help them train and and uh, make a, a living while they're while they're training. And uh, I just, you know, like you said, some of the lesser sports that don't get the spotlight but are part of the Olympics. Uh, how do they? Uh, how do they? You know, even if you push it back a year, how do they continue to afford to be able yeah. to work out and dedicate themselves to their craft? It's uh, it's a, it's a mess. And I haven't really thought a lot about the Olympics. In the, in the last week or so, but I don't think there's any question. It's, uh, like you said, Clarence, it's probably going to be, probably at some point they're just going to have to cancel it.
0: And, of course, the Kentucky Derby is another thing they've pushed down to September now, the Triple Crown. I know it's, again, a minor detail. It's a sporting event. But the NFL, Dan, has been still in business and still, you know, it's it's what's on TV right now. And it's like better than watching a game these days. Have you seen the free agent frenzy? Of course, Tom Brady today ready to sign on as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Did you ever think you'd see that day?
2: No. No, I certainly didn't. Uh, 43 now?
0: 42.
2: 42. 42. It's, uh, no, that's amazing. I mean, usually, think of it. I mean, with, pick an athlete who played into his 40s who's a future Hall of Famer. That almost always ends uh, on the athlete's term with the team that he was always with. Like,
0: sure. I think of Derek Jeter,
2: of course. Uh, but I... I it's amazing they agreed to part ways after all this time, when it still looked like this guy can play a
1: little bit. They could. <laughs> it looks like uh,
0: the Patriots and Bill Belichick just want to go their opposite ways. CB Dan, yeah. I got
1: I got to ask you this one because it's it, it, the timing of it very interesting. Is there maybe is maybe a little bit of uh, a, a few smiles maybe down in Houston? As much as you wanted to play this season, the Astros. I mean, was this just kind of the cure that that, <laughs> that ailed the Astros, having something else take all the attention? off of uh, off of them with the coronavirus.
2: <laughs> yeah, it had kind of run its course, if you will, or certainly it died down during the spring weeks. I think Dusty Baker had a lot to do with that. Uh, I had a brief chat with him the one day they were in, and uh, his attitude is so good. He's like, I was like, this just seemed weird to be dropped into the middle of this and have to deal with this. I've had to deal with worse. I mean, it's just his whole attitude was, hey, we have to, basically we have to own up to it. We have to own it. It's what we did. Now let's shut people up by winning some games. Uh, I just—I don't know. I, I thought he was—he was the the whole key to diffusing it. And I think it actually would have probably gone away. Yeah, they would have heard it in every city, no question. But I think it would have died down. I think he was going to be a big part of that.
0: And of course, Justin Verlander had been shutting down anyway for another six weeks. Uh, with I'm not sure exactly what what his injury was. It just left my mind here for a second. But it's got to well, help. It was, it's got to help him and other pitchers. That well, are the alien. lat
2: injury, and now he's undergoing undergone groin surgery. So, but they said you know the lat could certainly stem from a sore groin. Then we know how the body works. So, uh, he's already gone ahead and had that surgery, which has a six to eight week recovery.
0: So what are kids like Riley Green doing right now to try to get ready?
2: I don't know. That's the big question. How do you – players were up to – starting pitches were up to roughly 60, 65 pitches. I mean, as you know, that's it's a progression. It's yeah. a very steady, mapped out progression. And you would think you can't let them slide back to off-season mode where they're going to have to build up again from from zero. But you also think, how do you – how do you make sure their arms stay built up? Yeah, and so that's another thing many, I was going to say. Like, you know, then it,
1: with no practice facility open now to the players, I mean, it, it, we're, no gyms. I mean, that's just – I was, I was kind of joking with a friend of mine. Like, where – unless you have a home facility, there's no public place you can go in any sport just to train. Like, I, am right, I trying to
2: – Do you hire the local high school kid or local college kid and say, hey, I need to throw a simulated game and – I mean, I don't know how else you stay sharp. Bullpens aren't going to do it. Yes. Simulated games are where you throw X pitches, 15, 16, go sit down like you would in the game, go back out, throw your warm-up pitches, throw another, you know, maybe guys just standing in home plate. I don't know. But truly, it's you can't let pitchers slide back. to their off-season mode, and yet you can't have them continuing to ramp up, obviously, if we might not play baseball for two and a half months. And that's going to determine how many exhibition games you need to get ready. They might have to just say, "Hey, look, we're going to go out ten games. Every starting pitcher gets two starts, and we got to go. We, <laughs> time is of the essence. We can't spend too much time getting. You know, it's up to the players to stay in a certain amount of shape, and we got we got to get going here. So I don't know. There's there's such uncharted territory, but that is the going to be the consideration because there will have to be a certain number of exhibition games. How many? What is that number? No
1: idea. All right. Last thing for you. So, because there's no sports, a lot of the networks have been playing old games. I, I had a chance to see the 2012 ACC fi- uh, ACC. It was a game. The Duke Carolina from 2012. They're always good. And I'm watching it as if I was if as yeah. if I was still there. So the classics are. <laughs> man, the classics are the classics. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. What is the greatest game? Baseball. We'll keep it baseball. Greatest baseball game Dan Dickerson ever. So.
0: Don't even say it. I already know it.
1: <laughs> I already know it. Gonna, I want to know. You're going to say Maglio's
0: home if you, run. If you do, man. Maglio's home do. run. Am he I right? the
2: Kenny Rogers game against the Yankees. Uh,
0: That's
2: one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. He
0: had no ALDS. success
2: against the Yankees in his career. No success against any of the guys in that lineup. For one day, he cranked it back up to ninety-two, ninety-three, <laughs> and he went seven and a third. And the place was going crazy. And Remember, they came home from New York 1-1. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. That game always stuck out. But that whole postseason. You know, when I saw a great suggestion, I think it was Russell Carlton on uh, Baseball Perspectives, said, how about every team picking out that one magical season or one great season? And just if they have it in their archives, whatever the broadcast network is, play it every day.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome.
2: in other words just replay the season don't pick the highlights play it every day so pick i would pick the 2006 season wouldn't you oh
1: god yes yes, yes. i would pick I mean, maglio's game was a yes. magical
2: summer they that's were magic, a brilliant right? like idea 36. 36- I thought it was a brilliant idea. I'd be riveted to that oh, season.
1: I love it, Danny. I'd
2: be riveted. They'd have the post game. Remember when they, they, they lost the game early and Leland ripped them in the clubhouse before they went to the West Coast? Ooh. They'd have that post game tape on.
0: <laughs> God bless you, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, Danny. All right, guys. Hey, stay healthy, my man.
2: You too, guys.
0: We will. Really good talking to you. We'll do our thanks best. Mr. Dan D. Dickerson from the Tigers. Clarence, thanks, man. He's We're Mr. D to me. Man. We're out Mr. of time D. already, bro. Hey, man. Thanks Not to fun, Angel man. and thanks to uh, Stevie. Stevie in the back, of course. Kelsey, thanks to everyone here on NRM Streamcast. Keep it here. We're live all the way, twenty four seven. Hashtag Hey Nineteen here on NRM Streamcast. Baseball mainly coming up next right here on NRM Streamcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Dan Wetzel joins us.